hello, hello. Um, happy Wednesday. I am talking to you from Tuesday night and in shock that, okay, so I made a mistake. I'm on my summer break and I don't like to check my school-based email during my time off. And um, I thought I started work back on Friday or this Friday. I thought my first day of meetings would take place. And nope, I was wrong. It takes place on Wednesday, today, when you're listening to this. And so basically I lost two days to mentally prepare. And I realized in general, I didn't even know what I, I don't even know what I don't know. I have high anxiety about it. I I kept telling myself, I had a near panic attack today because I was thinking school meetings start tomorrow. So it's just staff, no students, but I was thinking I need to clean my house top to bottom. My laundry needs to be done. Um, Everything needs to be perfect so that when I start these meetings, I have, I guess, a proper work-life balance and a routine and I can be like mentally prepared as a professional and I just wanted things to look a certain way. And I'm talking myself off that expectation basically just by thinking like, it's a meeting, a day full of meetings on my computer. They're lucky I'm going because <laughs> I'm not in the mood to sit on a computer. And I mean, hello, I've been nothing but um, fortunate having time off to do nothing. And now I'm cranky that I have to be attached to my computer. I think that's at the base of it that like, I really don't want to be on my computer. I, I miss community. I miss... I just have issues with teaching in general. It's not easy. It's a lot of paperwork. Um, It's a huge headache when I just want to like help students. But it's like each student represent... I'm, I keep thinking to keep track of like one student I have equals how much time paperwork wise. Easily like in one quarter, so four quarters in a year, one student probably represents easily like 20 hours of work per kid per quarter. And I have more than one kid. And this is work that like, you can't really get done during the school day. So like, you're always carrying these like, like in between things in between eating, you're like, your room temperature, like, leftover dinner that you brought in as lunch in between bites you're like clicking through a spreadsheet because that counts as the time towards the like 20 or so hours per kid and then um it's just a tough job and um when I was in the middle of like about to have a panic attack I was like you need to move a muscle change a thought let's get out of here and you need food so go grocery shopping and I went grocery shopping and I was like, okay, this feels good. I'm happy to have some groceries. I looked at some tea um, and I bought a box of tea. And like, anytime you go to the grocery store, just buy a box of tea. Wouldn't you rather have too much tea in your house instead of like temptations for other stuff? And then it, when I got to the checkout counter, I had this compulsion. When, like, I can't describe it. It was like, a full body 
like my body was saying teaching me something it was like you need to listen to me right now when I saw the cashier you know I really love when they go boop boop like I love scanning things and I was just thinking like he scans my items tells me the total takes my payment gives me a receipt and I cannot tell you the level of jealousy I had and it was one full body moment where every bone in my body was saying quit your job and you can apply for a grocery store or check out somewhere and the benefit there is that you don't have to worry about the stress of being a teacher and I would love that I would love 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 to work at the grocery store I go to and um I can't even take that thought on because I have so much work to do. But that was also in my mind of like, this is again another example of me doing something just because I think I have to. And it really just, it it almost made me sick from hope. That like, if my teaching job is making me this unhappy and anxious, I literally could email my principal right now and say, hey, I'm resigning. I'm not not going to the meeting tomorrow. Because I just, like, I, I hate it. I don't like it. I don't want to do that. And so um, maybe you'll write me a recommendation to work at this grocery store. Ah, my tea is done steeping. Um, creaky wood floor. But I think I don't want to make a rash decision, an irrational decision, a quick decision. So I'm going to at least go to work tomorrow. And then... Um, but eventually I need to start thinking of career changes. Um, and then what else was I going to talk about? Okay, I'm going to set up my tea and then uh, I encourage you to hydrate and take a deep breath and I'll be right back. fears if you've been listening for a while you remember my fears that my neighbors can hear me talking because we I live in a row home so our homes our walls are connected I used to be so afraid that they could hear me like embarrassingly record this and then I kind of I've gotten over that fear because I never hear either neighbor on either side or I rarely do and I was just in the kitchen, and when I like went to that little intermission, I this happened at this like two things happened at the same time. One, I was like doing my annoying like okay, I don't need to say annoying, but I was doing like a broadcaster voice like okay, take a deep breath and I'll be right back. And as I said that, I could hear the kitchen cabinets on the other side of the wall. And so like, if you can hear your neighbor's cabinet shutting, and like I almost like felt the vibration, then they hear me saying, here's what I imagine they hear. Tea doodler, tea doodler, drawing sober, recovery, alcohol free, um, anxiety, disorder, anxiety, panic, therapy, therapy, my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend cheated on me, tea doodler recovery, um, 
that's an impression of me talking here. So I know I said that I would um, share something from the cabin weekend. I left it, I think, as a little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, And I will tell you what happened. But overall, I'm kind of thinking about how I'm not going to go into as much detail as I initially thought because I want to err on the side of caution and like make sure I'm not, you know, talking about anyone too much. Uh, but basically at this cabin trip, I was falling asleep and then I heard um, a panicked voice. Basically, this person was trying to get someone else to be responsive. And so I jump out of bed because my friend is not responding to um, requests to be awake, like wake up, wake up, wake up. And this was after a long day of their drinking. And um, I swing the door open and I cannot tell you the sheer panic I felt. I was a deer in headlights. I didn't know what to do. And I really thought I was looking at my friend dead. I thought they were um, dead forever. And just like looking at them unconscious, laying down, being propped up by their friend. I, I was, I don't think I'll ever forget this. And, um, I kept asking, what do I do? What do I do? And I, everything was running through my mind. Like, do I call 911? Do I splash water on this person? Do I need to like, and don't, okay. I can laugh at this because like, it wasn't really an option, but I was like, it popped into my head. Like, do I need to get a sharp object and give him a tracheotomy? Because I was so panicked and I'm not a trained emergency services person. So I wasn't really thinking like give him a tracheotomy with like a sharp object through his neck. But I was like, this might be extreme and it might need an extreme measure. And um, it wasn't until my conscious friend said, they're breathing this is fine. Go back to bed. And I was like, are you sure it doesn't look fine? And basically I was told they did this a week ago and it was worse a week ago because I had to give them CPR. And so I got into bed after that. And then what's interesting, I shared this story on Instagram live and at least four people said that they've been my friend who was unconscious and I'm super thankful that that wasn't me. I mean, I've certainly had many negative physical consequences of drinking, but um, I never went that far. And honestly, I think I was like always just one drink shy of being like knocked out. Um, But for some reason, like I, I was always afraid of losing control to that degree But I mean, I would lose control in many other ways and uh, we don't need to talk about that right now. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think there's something and I wonder what if there's any science out there in or research in like, is there this ability to like, there are certainly so many people prone to blacking out and passing out. Absolutely. I mean, like, and I'm not saying this with any judgment. It just, it, like, it seems, like, really common. And, like, what's the opposite of judgment? Like, yeah, people pass out and black out all the time. And I'm just curious, like, if some people are more susceptible to it. And 
what if there's some tiny component in my brain, maybe some like trace amount of something, maybe in like my spleen that like as soon as I'm about to have that final unit of alcohol, something in my body would stop me because I don't know what it was. I was able to stop before the like, the huge blackout pass out moment. Anyway, um, so that's been on my mind and I needed to like talk about it because it's not fun. It's not fun to um, see a friend you care about in that situation. And then what's interesting is I want to acknowledge how heavy that is and that like that's traumatic. And honestly, I want to say a cabin weekend getaway with friends to walk in and see that it may have been normalized in our society that you drink to that point. But I want to acknowledge that that's an extreme. And I love looking back on all the things that I went through as a drinker and looking at them now and saying like, oh, it was so, it seemed so normal back then, but now I see it as an extreme. And my, the example that pops in mind all the time, because I thought this was funny and fine, but I decided to walk home from the gay bar one night and I was like, I'm, I'm wasted, but it's funny. And it's like, yeah, it's way too far. And I should like call a ride or something, but I'm going to walk it. And I got too tired and I slept on like a little hidden part of a sidewalk. I slept on the sidewalk. That's extreme. Um, depending on who you're hanging out with. And that brings me to my next thought. I want to acknowledge a friend almost dying potentially as extreme because what could be, what else is possible with like a cabin weekend getaway with friends? Hello, you pop into my mind. Friends, sober friends. What would a weekend or a long weekend break look like with sober people? And so I talked about this on, or it came up on a Instagram live and I have thought about this in the past, but like, what would a tea doodler retreat look like? And people have done this before. Um, Shout out to Trisha at Recovery Happy Hour. Her retreat really was like, I would say a really... I'm thinking like all positive words. I'm thinking like a robust, all-encompassing retreat that was really focusing on like giving you activities and tools about sobriety. And I would say like it was like a beautiful looking retreat about like that had like guest speakers and um, just like a whole bunch of things like it was like a really um well-planned thing and honestly that's where my mind kind of goes but what I really want isn't so much a retreat as just a vacation with friends and so what I've been doing is daydreaming about um booking a place with about 10 people who are sober and 
want to get away and connect with people. And honestly, the most I would do is pack my drawing supplies, my paint supplies, and tea. And so, like, let go of any expectations. It's really like, I just want to have a nice vacation with friends. And so this is something I'm curious about. And um, it would, honestly, I'm looking at ballpark October, like towards the beginning of October, with the idea of um, I'm going to be working. And so I'm going to have to be at my computer like for a full work day. But that's kind of the point of this thinking that like, I have to work from home anyway. Why not work from home in a beautiful location, like closer to nature with like a group of people that I can get closer with and um, kind of, for lack of a better term, go deeper in recovery. But, you know, I don't want to, maybe it's that, but like not even that expectation. So uh, I guess to continue brainstorming a little bit, um, some expectations would be that you're comfortable and confident in your sobriety and recovery so much so that you'd be able to, um, how do I put it? you would be comfortable and confident for like four or five days um, without any substances. Um, You're not in a medical situation where you need professional help. This isn't that. And like, that's the thing, like anything that you may be thinking, I am like, nope, knock it down 50 notches. Like I want it to be like, here's the place we're staying. Maybe like we get to know each other on some video chats beforehand and we just have very clear expectations and boundaries. And then we just show up and we have like a nice trip. Um, I'm sorry if I'm sounding like mad. I'm mad at myself because I'm going to want to overcomplicate this. Um, And then it would also be that like the vibe would be you have conversations with the people there. Oh, we could like focus around meals and like divide different responsibilities and who's going to pack what. Um, But also I don't want it to be like, if we show up that like, I'm going to be up your butt or vice versa. It's going to be like, I really want to like make a cup of tea and go read by the palm tree, not palm tree. (laughs) It's going to be on the East Coast somewhere, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go look at this river and read. But ultimately, I know I'm going to like want to talk to everybody nonstop. Because that's what you do on a vacation like that. You just like, oh, and we could play games. Card games and stuff. And um, so this is something I'm thinking about. Um, but it's scary. But honestly, I've... I've already found places I could book that would be like 170 or let's say like 200 bucks a person for four nights. That's a deal. Isn't that a deal? There are hotels that are like that much per night. So for like about 200 bucks, hang out with me and um, really it's just like a low risk option to like, I guess to answer the question, like, 
there's nothing to do when you're sober. But this is like, well, do you know you can go grocery shopping? Like, this is going to be that basic. Um, but I'm so compelled to do it. I almost posted something tonight that was like, hey, here's where I want to stay. The first 10 people. Okay, I kind of want to do this. But like, the first 10 people who can travel travel to this location, this date works. You have continuous... Um, or you're confident in your ability to not be around substances. And the first 10 people I like who message me and I like via like 30 second video internet clip, congratulations, you're my new friend and you can come on this trip. But it's not that simple. I don't know how to figure out like, how do you figure out who wants to go? I mean, that's hard. What's I guess what's stressful to me about this is um, figuring this out with uh, people who you're friends with. Have you ever tried to do a group trip with like seven of your real life friends? Coming up with the date alone is a headache. Um, And so what I know I need to do is I need to be confident and find something I love and I need to draft and brainstorm what it is because I really believe people need to be told. So I've I have experience organizing large, somewhat large events and large amounts of people. And people, including me, need to be told who, what, when, where, how, and why. And so I would need to figure all this out so I can and then I would have to get another set of eyes on it and do the best I can and then put it out there and be like, this is what I'm doing. Oh, and I want to, okay, this is some advice that I've come to on my own and it's helped me in my social life. And, um, I've given this advice to like, honestly, guys who want to like, who try to hang out with me, uh, via grinder. And sometimes there is a difference between being open to new friendships and being desperate. And this might be tough to hear, but it's okay for me to say it because I've gone through this. I remember, um, I learned this, I think, in high school once I started driving. I would be impulsive and want to go see movies. And it was always a nightmare to like organize my friends. And so I remember being like, please go to the movies with me. Please, I want to see this. I want to, like, can anyone go with me? That's whiny. No one wants whiny. People want confident, self-assured people. Do you know what I started doing? Getting real confident in going to the movies alone. Because you have to be willing to do that. And so basically my advice is like, what you're about to do is like you're going to bluff, but you can't back down. You're going to actually have to go through with it. So something I do that's given me a lot more success socially, as I say, you don't ask people. You tell people what you're doing and you invite them. And so I will say, I'm going to go see this movie at this theater at this time. Um, like, I'm excited to see this movie. You And like, I'll send like a group text or maybe just like a few one-offs and I'll say like, you are welcome to join me. Um, no pressure if you can't. That has gotten me so much more success because it's just confident. And 
like people don't want to be the determining factor in plans. Like if you were to tell me I'm invited to your party, but if I go, if I do or don't go is going to like, if it's all on me to make or break the party, like we need you to go. You're the, you're the um, fifth person and we need five people for this to be fun. I'm going to like actually shut down and not want to go. So I'm sorry, this was all unsolicited advice, but Again, this is advice I figured out, I found successful, and I'm giving to myself about this so-called tea doodler vacation of just like, I'm going to really, I have to hammer out the details and be confident that I'll be able to fill the spot. Because that's the other thing with my aggression right now, if I sound aggressive, fear. I have fear under all these layers of like, what if I hammer out the details and I, what if I book a spot for like 2000 bucks and then no one joins me? I don't want to seem desperate, so I'm going to have to be confident. And so I'm kind of like gearing myself up to say, here's a place I'm booking. Here's how you can sign up. Here are the like expectations. Um, You'll find out if, you're one of the, like, it might have to be a raffle decision or something. Um, please let me know your thoughts on this and interest. Um, but again, it might have to be a raffle decision and it might have, like, you might not, it might not be convenient for you to go because I'm looking at this to be on the East Coast, um, somewhat North, um, because I'm realizing I want to aim for it to be convenient for me. And that might be really, selfish, but why not? Well, I don't want to overcomplicate it. I want to find a place that's rentable near me. And then I don't want to sell myself short. Maybe it'd be really exciting for someone to like hang out and paint with me over a cup of coffee. (laughs) But to me, I'm like, who would want to do that? Because I do that with myself every God darn day, but I have such cabin fever and I really... I just, it makes me happy to daydream about this. So thank you for listening to me go off the rails a little bit with it. Um, I'd be happy to know your feedback, your encouragement, and thank you for listening. You'll hear from me on Friday as always, kind of when I'm on time. All right. Message me anything, anytime. I love you. Take care of yourselves. Drink a glass of water and meditate and uh, gratitude, real quick gratitude. I'm so thankful so thankful. Today I was in a really tough, bad mood this morning and I'm in a great mood now. Moods change. So I'm grateful for that mood change. I have a mood behavior workbook that I ordered. It's coming on Friday. And that again, back to abundance. Do you know you can buy craft supplies whenever you want? If you have some money set aside, like you were spending money on alcohol spend money on some watercolor paints. I'm going to add to that. You could buy self-help books and there's like different behavioral workbooks that you can get. And like, you can just order it. I think that's pretty incredible. All right. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye.